सलाम नमस्ते सच्चाकाल रेडियो जिंदगी 1170 एम सुन रहे हैं आप ट्यूसडे का दिन सात बजकर चार मिनट स्टूडियो क्लॉक के हिसाब से और आपको पता है मौका हो चला है आप सबके लिए एक बेहतरीन शो प्रेजेंट करने का और इसका नाम है कैंडिड कॉन्वर्सेशन विद रेनू डलन ये शो आता है ट्यूजडे को सात से साढ़े बजे तक वे वी टॉक अबाउट थिंग्स दैट मैटर थिंग्स दैट है स्पोकन ऑन रेडियो बिफोर एंड दिस शो इज ब्रॉट यू बाय जीनियस किड्स भाई जीनियस किड्स अगर आपके बच्चे छोटे हैं इन्फेंट हैं प्री स्कूल प्री के और इफ देर ओल्डर फॉर प्री स्कूल एक्सेट्रा इवन देन यू मस्ट विजिट डब 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 डॉट जीनियस किड्स ऑनलाइन डॉट कॉम बिकॉज दे फोकस ऑन पब्लिक स्पीकिंग एंड कम्युनिकेशन वी हैव विद अस हियर इन द स्टूडियो द सीओ एंड फाउंडर ऑफ दिस फिनल स्कूल दैट इज गॉट थर्टी centers across the area Sacramento and Tracy and without further ado let me welcome Renu to the show hello Renu how are you doing hello RJ Swati oh ho kya bhari hai ye RJ Swati but i'll take it how are you doing today doing very well happy tuesday happy tuesday to you too bhai this is the show where nobody dares to share wala jo bhi mamla hota hai we talk about those things why candid conversations what made you think of uh, candid conversations Renu Dilan Because my mom said that when I was born, my name Renu means the gentle wind, and I decided to become a tornado. <laughs> <laughs> Renu, the gentle wind. Yeah, far from it. <laughs> you know, I really felt that, uh, as a, especially the Indian community, we like to shy away from a lot of real topics. We right. like to pretend they don't exist. Unfortunately, I mean, we're great in making money, becoming entrepreneurs, and doing all this wonderful stuff. But when it comes to talking about anything from divorce, depression, domestic violence. drugs drinking we pretend that our children and our families it doesn't exist right yeah it's just easier to uh, yeah. you know brush or it off or we try and cover it up by doing a puja at home or a prayer at home thinking it's going to go away it doesn't it doesn't and i think the best therapy for anything is there's so many people out there that go through the same experiences and of course pujas and prayers help you get over situations but they don't solve the problem they help you maybe get some peace but talking listening to others maybe learning that somebody else has had that experience really is to me the best therapy possible absolutely and to add to that hum yahan par ek community bana rahe hain where you can express and you know Let's giving you a, pat- a, a platform where you can share with us what you feel what you think but as community this community comes with a set of rules right you cannot have just a open community aao jao no matter which part of the discussion you are in good bad or you know whatever absolutely. you feel what are the rules of this community the rules of the the uh, show today candid conversations with renu is that uh, we're going to keep no personal attack on anyone no derogatory comments against anyone or any organization uh, we want to make sure that everybody is allowed to express their views but we keep it clean and we keep it professional absolutely that said aaj ka jo hamara topic hai wo bahut bhari hai aur bahut uh, i think this is our fourth uh, episode fourth and episode. every episode we have talked about this uh, special guest that we have today so why don't you go ahead and introduce you know uh, this week our topic of discussion is a very sensitive topic and something very personal to me and it's about domestic violence and uh, we're going to talk to someone who has actually not only experienced it but survived it and has actually put pen to paper and written about her experience for me to give an introduction to our next guest uh, i would literally i would need to take a couple of hours so i'm going to really brief you on it first of all i'm so proud that i share the same last name with her it's kamal dilan and i encourage all of you to visit her website kamaldilan.com everybody knows how to spell kamal k a m a l d h i l l o n.com and uh, she has authored two books black and blue sari and a more recent book i am kamal survivor to thriver she's a mother of four 
grandmother of four grandkids and she's been described as a powerhouse inspiring so many people, men and women around the world to change their life. I mean, as I said, I would need a whole hour. She's been featured on numerous television, radio programs. She has, uh, I mean, there's a whole list. So go to our website and learn about her. Now, how I learned about her is we were both profiled in a documentary called Petals in the Dust, which was Naina Kaputi, our second uh, guest yes, on our show, yeah. and which has won awards as well. And Kamal's story has actually inspired the Canadian Immigration Minister to invite her to Ottawa to speak to the Citizenship and Immigration Parliamentary Committee on Abuse. So what, I, what, can I, what can I say? I mean, I, and it's, this is going to be a very emotional talk, and I'm sure a lot of listeners out there, especially women, are going to really relate to Kamal. And I hope after this show you will be inspired by what she has done with her life, and you will also get to meet her. She's actually flying here from Canada. We're bringing her out uh, March 15th, 16th, and 17th, and she'll be there at the Shushmita Sen show on March 16th. But on March 17th, we're going to have her at Urban Spice with a meet and greet. So with no further ado, I want to welcome Kamal. So Kamal, Satsrikal, and a very warm welcome to you. Satsrikal to you too, Renu, and uh, thank you for having me on your show. You know what? It's, uh, I can't even tell you. Pleasure. Uh, it's, I feel for you. I've been listening to those, uh, watching those YouTubes, uh, YouTube clips about you, and it's just really, really touching. And so many people have called me because I've shared it with them. So I want to ask you, um, you know, you've written this book called Black and Blue Sari, and we mm -hmm. have talked about the domestic violence and the experience you've gone through. Who is Kamal the survivor? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Right. First of all, I'm very sorry for my cough. I have pneumonia. And um, so my apologies in advance for the interruption. Kamal is a woman who, as you said, you know, is a, is a survivor, is a thriver. But she wasn't that before. She was a prisoner. She was someone's prisoner. She was someone's doormat. She was someone's slave. Um, I, that woman, um, being born a girl child, was already... Uh, a sin to my parents because they wanted a boy. Um, my after me there was a you know we had a baby boy and uh, sadly my name was given to him. So um, I knew abuse firsthand, but you know I just thought my parents loved me as much as they loved my brother growing up. But what they what that. Uh, did to me in my growing up years is isolate me. Uh, I withdrew and I knew that I was on, that I wasn't loved. Then we moved to Canada when I was um, in my early teens. And by the time I reached 16, 17, my parents started looking out for um, a husband for me. And along came this very wealthy family, very prominent family. I got married uh, within three weeks of meeting this guy, and the first night um, that we were together, hours after we got married, he brutally raped me and uh, dropped me off at the emergency. Um, that night was the first time I had somebody, a doctor, ask me, who raped you? How old were you when you got married, Kamal? I was 18. 
You were 18. And, you know, I'm curious to know this family without giving any names. Were they actually living in Canada or were they in, from they, India? Or, you know, where were they from? They, they, their prominent businesses were in India, but they also had residency in Canada. They had other children living here, residing here. And um, um, I became his possession I became his prisoner and from that day on from the age of 18 for the next 12 and a half years I survived attempted murders I survived brutality where I'll name a few things um, I had kerosene poured over me and he gave me the matches to light I was hung by my sari I was uh, being pushed into the ocean. I was starved. I was beaten. I was I was kept on the floor, bound at night. Now, was and this happening in imagine, India or was this happening in Canada? This began in Canada for four and a half years. And then after that, he took me to India, just lied to me, saying we're going for a holiday. And from there... I was I was held prisoner in their home for the next four and a half years and had two children there, my younger two, and then I escaped. I escaped without my children. They took my children away. I came back to Vancouver, a broken woman who had lost everything. But the most important thing I lost was my four children. And so for the next few months, I fought with my in-laws, my husband, immigration, and I got my older two back. And two and a half years later, I was able to go back to India, disguise myself, and kidnap my two younger children from India and bring them, really smuggle them into Canada. So, Kamal, I know that one of the things you talk about um, on the YouTube uh, clip, and I'll be sharing that on my Facebook again uh, with everyone, is mm -hmm. that in actual fact your jaw was brutally broken and you've had, what, 10 multiple surgeries on your jaw, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I have an artificial jaw now. <clears throat> my face is numb. I don't feel it. Um, I live with excruciating pain. And not only that, but he damaged my eye, my right eye. He tried to gouge it. Um, I have hearing problem. Most of the abuse was kicking and punching my face and my head. So this uh, was there. What about your family? I mean, they were in Canada. You had his own those. Why didn't anyone do anything about this? Initially, my parents did. Um, come and try and reconcile and try, you know, the usual thing, you know, don't say this, you know, just do everything he tells you, keep the peace. And in doing so, I sold my peace. I gave him every right over me. And then finally, out of, you know, you're probably familiar with honor-based violence, uh, where for the family's honor, I suffered. Right, right. It's a it's a, a very common thing to say, um, you know, what's going to happen, what will people say when you go through a divorce. Yeah. It's just a very common thing, in the, especially in the Indian community. Yep, been there, done that. Um, you yeah. know, Kamal, uh, 
it's I mean it's, I'm shocked I'm sitting here listening to you and I relive some of that because I've actually gone through that personal experience myself and I will say that on radio today but um, so I'm curious yeah it's and that's why I, I really feel for women like that because it's only when you go through that experience you relate to it so my question is mm-hmm. why didn't you call the police I did there were a number of times either by me or by others uh, the police did attend <laughs> And the police at that time weren't as knowledgeable. You know, uh, one of the things that I talk about uh, whenever I deliver keynotes or workshop is the fact when we seek domestic violence, we're really minimizing the violence because it's very domestic. It happens within two people inside the home. Right. And so not a lot of attention or seriousness is given on domestic violence because, you know, the the way people view it is we don't want to make things worse. Right. Let them work it out. Mm-hmm. And Indians would say, well, you don't clap with one hand, you clap with two hands. So what's your side of the story? And so, you know, after a few letdowns by the police, by family, you know, you just come to a place where you think no one's going to believe you, there is no help for you, and you start to believe your abuser when he tells you no one believes you. Right. Well, they they reduce your, uh, you know, they reduce your self-esteem to practically nothing where you feel that you this is acceptable and they're allowed to do that. Yes, Swati. That's right. Yes, yeah, sorry, Kamal. It's like listening to a very sad story and listening to this, going through a very bad episode myself. It's appalling to hear what you're what you've gone through. Too very sorry to hear that. But let's talk about the good part. I mean, what happened at the end of those twelve years? So I mean, so that we can just move on from this chapter. What? Right. Where did you get the courage to you know flee and then to you know get your four kids? I mean, that is the story. I think that needs to go yeah. out. So the turning point for me <coughs> was when he was trying to push me into the ocean. I came out with a lot of injuries, and that night I heard a voice. And that voice, I didn't see the person, but it gave me the courage to fight. Here is a 90-pound woman with four children, nowhere to go. But there was something, a fighter spirit, you could say, that came in me. And I went to my father-in-law the next morning, and I said, if you do not send me and my children back to Vancouver, one of us is going to die. And so he decided to send me, kept the children. But, you know, the turning point was when I looked at my two daughters, I have two boys and two girls, and when I looked at my girls, I looked at the fear in their eyes. I knew that if I gave up, they'll give up. I knew that somehow I had to find the strength in me. And when I came back to Vancouver, I started to write all the positives that I wanted to see. I couldn't dwell on what happened. I needed to move forward. I needed to dream. I needed to dream big. And so, you know, fast forward, I got my children. As I mentioned, I even kidnapped the younger two. Where we are today has been hard. It's been um, you know, a lot of scars left behind, but it's my determination to see that nobody else's daughter suffers the way I did. And 
whatever I do, I do it for others. I do it for your children um, so that no one has to go through broken jaw. No one has to go through uh, surgeries after surgeries after surgeries. Where I am today, you know, I proudly say that I am acknowledged in the government of Canada. I'm acknowledged. I've even been invited by the World Bank in New York to give lectures. Um, I train police these days. In fact, you know, my son, my youngest son, is a RCMP officer. My daughter married an RCMP as well. You know, there is hope. There is light. And we need to start to focus and start to dream big instead of dwelling and making some abuser happy. And by our silence, what we're doing is we're enabling their behavior. Kamal, there must be people listening. And like you said, you heard a voice. If there are people who are listening, who are going through this, I think your voice will come across to them as that one voice which which they absolutely needed to hear to escape from whatever they're enduring today. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. But Kamal, where did you get the strength from? If there are people listening, if there's someone who's stuck out there or feeling stuck, where did you draw your strength from and what would be your message to those people? My strength uh, was my faith, my faith in God. I knew that... <coughs> If I gave up, everybody else around me has already given up. And, you know, the other thing is I became angry with injustice. I became angry with the abuse. I became angry with the abuser because there was nothing pretty about it. And I knew that I wasn't made for this life. I had much more. And I started to fight within my emotions to become somebody better because I knew that no one was going to hand me a better place. I had to fight. I fought for my children, not just my daughters, but my children. And today, when I look at my grandchildren, I see the fruits of my labor. You know, like I, I emphasize the word dream, because if we stop dreaming, then we lost the vision of our future. We've lost sight of where we want to go. So, you know, uh, Kamal, you've named your book, I'm very curious, Black and Blue Sari. Why did you right. pick that name? Black and Blue Sari came as a theme. You know, my uh, one of my editors and I, we were reading over and over. And he looked at me and he said, you know what? All 12 and a half years, the theme is you were black and blue. You were covered with bruises in a sedia. And he said, you know that sari that you got married in? You know that sari that he tried to hang you with? That sari became a covering for your black and blue because that's why you stayed. You covered for that black and blue. What would your message be, Kamal, to all the listeners out there? If there's anyone out there in their home right now that's being abused silently, and you know, when I talk about domestic violence, a lot of people always just really think we're only talking about women. And in actual fact, you know, women, children, men even are abused. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but I think because as women we talk about it, you know, a lot of people think we're only referring to women. And I think there is far more domestic violence with women in statistics versus men. 
But what would your message be out there to all the women today, even women who are planning to get married or men in this, you know, who are thinking about having relationships, so maybe those who are in a dating relationship where there's abuse already now, but they still think they're in love. People always say, don't worry, when you get married, he'll change or she'll change or don't worry, you know, sudar jayega, bacche banalo and he'll be fine. Um, what is yeah. your message to people? You know, these are all things we hope that will happen. Um, <clears throat> we cannot change anyone. The thing is that we need to change ourselves. When I speak to young teenagers, when I speak to youth, and even couples who are planning to get married, um, you know, I say to them, when somebody is consistently checking up on you, um, if that's not love. When they want to know your every movement, who you were with, what were you doing, where did you go, how long were you going to stay there, that's control. That's control. control. And I say, not just to women, they're men victims, as you acknowledge. Uh, I say to victims, that should be red flags. Because the longer you stay in this and you give in to it, it becomes a lifestyle. It becomes a habit. Right, And it's very easy to, you know, keep excusing, oh, I'll have children, things will get better. You know, I, I know for my husband, as we had children, he got more jealous. His time, <clears throat> he wasn't getting as much time and the attention that he should have. So he, he when we hear people say, well, you'll have children, everything will be okay, it won't be. It won't be correct. It won't be. In actual fact, your 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 time is going to be divided. Yeah, so. Exactly, yeah. and you know, <coughs> I say to women, don't keep this a secret. Talk about it. Tell somebody. I'm not asking everybody to leave and you know divorce. I'm saying there's help for you and there's help for the perpetrators. But as long, we're not doing any justice to anybody as long as we remain quiet and remain in abusive relationships. Kamal, what is the one thing that you wish your parents had done and what did, what did you tell your parents at the end of it? Um, one thing I was able to tell my dad uh, days before he died, I said, Dad, I forgive you. And he held my hand and he said, but forgive me. I was never there for you. I was too worried about my culture and my reputation. So um, I wish that my parents believed me. I wish my parents stood by me. And I wished that no culture, no honor, no name stood in between of their daughter and the abuse. Kamal, it's almost time for us to wrap up. And like I said, you know, I, I, this 30 minutes is not even enough to listen to your story. But um, I want to thank you so much, so much for coming out in the open and sharing your experience. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to even get on that mic, let alone write about it. And I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but you've inspired me. I've always wanted to pick a pen to paper and write about my story. And I think I'm definitely going to do yeah. this after this. And I cannot wait I to meet you, you on March. Yeah, and I cannot wait to meet you on March the 15th. So thank you thank so you. much. Thank you so much. Thank Thanks. you, Renu. Take care.
thank you, uh, Kamal, for sharing all those wonderful words and inspiring us more than anything else. We are all so inspired, and I'm sure our listeners who are listening out there will also be very, very inspired. Thank you so much for joining us here um, at you. Radio Zindagi. Yes, and all the listeners out there, Kamal Dillon will actually be in the Bay Area March 15th, 16th, and 17th. March 15th, we're going to be having a private event for her, a close meeting, but meet and greet in-person book signing at the Urban Spice Restaurant in Newark on Cedar Boulevard in Newark. Thank you, Praveen and his team for sponsoring the venue. And in addition to that, Kamal will actually also be at our uh, Women Empowerment Gala on um, March 16th with Shushmita Sen. Um, it's one thing to hear Shushmita Sen speak, but I'm going to definitely be giving Kamal a few minutes on stage to talk about That's her experience and how she has inspired so many people. And uh, so I encourage everyone. And uh, before I, we wrap up, uh, Swati, um, from Urban Spice, I have a little prize. Uh, we want to make sure everyone's listening in. So what we're going to do is, if you can remember the name of her two books, you can actually look it up on Google, but I gave uh, two names in the beginning, and I've talked about another one of her books. So if you can remember that, email me. You will win a free appetizer from Urban Spice. So email renud, R-E-N-N-U-D, at gmail.com, and you have a chance to win that. And, of course, if you come on Sunday, March 17th, you'll get to sign her book, you know, get her book signed, and hopefully get to meet with her. So thank you so much. Very well said. All right, with that, we will have to wrap up the show. Thank you so much, Renu, for being here. And next uh, week as well, we will have a... An, an exciting topic as today. Exciting, maybe not with the good word today. So we're going to another, we're continuing on the issue of, uh, I don't want to call it violence, but we're going to actually next week, we're going to do cyberbullying. We're going to talk about cyberbullying. And you know, Swati, I had my Win With Words competition this Sunday. Uh-huh. So a big shout out to all the winners and all the contestants. And one of the most popular topics kids picked to speak about was cyberbullying. So wow. it was interesting. So I'm going to be bringing Naveli Garg on the show next week. She's a high school senior and she's going to be talking about what happens not only in uh, on the internet but also in schools and how we deal with this issue. So it's a different kind of violence. I right. mean, it's, you know, yeah. it's, emotional sure. abuse is as bad as physical abuse. Absolutely. And uh, I forgot to mention as well, Spandana B, uh, Spelling B is also a sponsor of our show and they have their event too. So um, we're really excited that we're getting so much support. And thanks to you, you helped me make this show so successful because you're such a great RJ. Thank you, Reno. Um, we can't wait to continue. The response has been phenomenal on Facebook and otherwise. So. Thank you so much, Reno, for being with us. Listeners, you heard it. Next week, stay tuned to Radio Zindagi because we will have a lot more for you. You are listening to Candid Conversations with Reno Dillon, GHR.